Welcome to episode 69. He said it. Oh, the, said the number podcast where we break down the business behind your favorite video games and provide you with sweet, sweet, sweet financial context for industry trends. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Mascari. Joined with me today, the coming back from the Jim Swole, the headphone having, the Jim Shark t shirt living, Bobby Kowicki. What's going on? The. The Playconomics Kratos, if you will. So listen, you, you brought up the headphones, and I have to say, I got not called out, but uh, someone brought attention to my $15 basic bitch Apple headphones. That person is uh, Sam Adams from Exhibition, an Xbox podcast. Damn. No, no, he didn't, it wasn't like, a, oh my God, look at this guy, he's <laughs> such a chump. It was actually like, a, oh, like... You guys do a dope podcast and you're using basic headphones. And I, what my response to him was, the reason I use these is because I was once told, I won't name drop, but I was once told by somebody to consume your content the way your consumers do. And a lot of people, I can sit here and I can bust out like the, the you know, noise canceling audiophile headphones. I'm not going to do that. Because most people are listening on like a basic pair of headphones or like the basic AirPods. And if we sound good, if you sound good to me and I sound good to you here, and it sounds good playing through a pair of iPhone speakers, that's our audience. We're not we're not here to sit on a pedestal. We're we're the everyman. Okay, we're here. Oh yeah, we're the average gamer, the average gamers podcast. That's what we are. And shout shout out to Sam. Uh, he he actually DM me. He was like, oh, we we should collab on some stuff coming up so so some stuff in the works stay tuned matt how's your week bud Uh, a lot of work haven't played a lot of video games been very uh i wouldn't say hectic at work but just more of a very focused dialed in and what i'm doing professionally and not a lot of time for side activities Mm -hmm. so boring but we all know what the people are here to listen to because we all know that as of (sighs) two days before this recording so we're recording on uh uh the 10th of november it's the 8th of november god of war came out you've been playing for two days i'm sure you've already beaten it tell us about god of war yeah i guess i won't talk about my week that's that's fine all right (laughs) name one other thing that happened to you this week besides god of war that was um i was robbed i was robbed of your time by god of war no no, I was robbed. See, Who? People Magazine, and they rob me every fucking year. Not I submit again. for Sexiest Man Alive. Who got Every... Who, who got... Oh, oh, I guess I gotta be an Avenger. You're not an Avenger unless you win fucking Sexiest Man Alive. Did Listen Chris to me. Pratt get it? Chris Evans. This is That's Craig. Fine. I'm okay right. with that. As long All as right. it's not Chris Pratt. I Listen to me. Pratt. Listen to me. We live in a world where Blake Shelton was once the sexiest man alive. Once that happened, I was like, it's possible. That's, you know what? Get it trending. Bobby Kowicki, a.k.a. He was. The you know, he was, they, they had nobody else that year. They're like, get Blake Shelton on the line. He was probably just popular. Everybody was talking. Like, I, I get it. Whatever. Idris Elba, Michael B. Jordan, David Beckham. Like, these are all handsome Pete dudes. Davidson. Yeah. Th- Blake Shelton being the sexiest man alive is just as egregious. No, it's not. As no, if Pete not. Davidson no, won. No. Anyway, no. that was my week. A a consistent annual robbery. And I'm not okay. Well, luckily you have a nice father-son relationship to support yourself through God of War. Yes. So, so the I reason we're front-loading God of War discussion this week is because I will I will be timestamping this, first of all. So we are now talking about God of War stuff. If you don't want to hear anything about God of War, skip ahead. And I'll put it down in, in the markers below. You've been warned. I'll give you two seconds. 
Okay, we're now in spoiler territory. And I discorded you my review because it's not so much a review. I'm only about five hours into the game. So I'm not long enough where I'm ready to give a full... Yep. Right? But I've seen enough, I think, where I can give my review impressions, whatever you want to call it. So this is my impression of God of War, Ragnar Rakanda Forever. Okay? I saw you put that in the disc. It's a great title on my part. Sure. Zero dong so far. Very bummed. Thought, thought this, this is where we're going to get it? Didn't happen. Look, in all seriousness, um, something odd about God of War. God of War, let's, say, let's rewind the clock. When we saw the previews for God of War 2018, the discussion was, oh, it's Last of Us, but it's God of War. Yep. And it was Last of Us in the perspective, but it did enough where it was its own thing, where the single camera angle and stuff like that. Oddly enough, in the first five hours of this game, this game is actually a lot more Last of Us story beat wise so far than the original God of War 2018 was. Uh, the game opens up with uh, kid's dog dies. So right. boom, emo emotional gut punch there, right? Um, and you can see those, those, those beats, right? Mm -hmm. But then the coin immediately flips and there's so much more comedic relate. I'm still trying to find what the game is right now because there's so much more comedic relief to this mm -hmm. where the two characters, there's these two dwarves who help Kratos and, and Atreus. And one of them is like, um, like the giraffe from Madagascar. Like he, he doesn't <laughs> like germs and he's like, doesn't want to touch anything. And he's like, is yeah, always yeah. getting dirty and shit. Like, it is really funny. Right. And the game is very on the nose with stuff because like one of the characters goes, man, it's weird how all the events going on right now are basically dumbing down your powers that you got from the last game. Huh? Okay. <laughs> and it's like, they do they straight up say that? Yes, 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 That's yes. That's wild. It's hysterical. They don't say the last game, but, like, from, like, the events that happen, they're like, man, all this stuff going on is kind of making you a little weak compared to how you yeah. used to be, right? But some bright spots, right? The acting is fantastic. The, all, the, all the players here, it is just, like, scene-chewing on scene chewing um christopher judge as kratos is is just killing it because now he has gotten past the angry man who wants to be a dad kind of thing like we've seen that and now it's just he's a dad which is so different for for the kratos character right thor and odin though the guys who play it so it's it's ryan hurst who played opie uh, in Sons of Anarchy, and I forget the actor's name, but he if you saw his face, he's been in a hundred things. He's from the West Wing. There's a scene, and I told you, where they show up, and they have, like, a sit-down with Kratos. Okay. And what I said to you was that it is, like, that first scene from Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Where it's, like, calm, but the tension is being wound and wound and wound and wound. The first boss fight of the game, I'm, I'll ruin it here, right? Because we're in spoiler territory. First boss fight of the game is Thor. And it is so... You know that scene in the trailer that everyone went apeshit for where you throw the axe and he throws the hammer? Yep. That's the surface of that fight. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. They do a Kojima thing where you do where there's a quick time event and no you can press circle as much as you want as fast as you can until your finger falls off. Yeah. And you'll still die. So he kills you and you see the checkpoint screen and it goes beat, 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 and then you hear his Thor's voice go, I'm not fucking done with you yet. And he and he uh defibrillates you with the hammer. 
Oh, that's hilarious. It's so good. It's <laughs> so fantastic. So good. So good. Into the nitty gritty. Two more points I want to touch on here, because I, I don't want people to skip too, too far ahead. If, you, if you've made it so far, that means you've, you've played the game. Yep. The gear system in this game is the new standard for any game ever for the rest of time that has gear in it. Interesting. Interesting. So they copy and pasted World of Warcraft is what you're saying. No, I don't know if, if, if they have this in World of Warcraft, but as somebody who's not a min-maxer, yeah. right, this system would get me to play any game. That has gear because God of War is this game is really the last game had a little bit where it was like different armor gives you different buffs and strength and this and that. Right. And you could tell that they're really opening the, the chest on that where there's a lot of different armor and a lot of different categories. And if and I had this like visceral reaction where like I opened the menu and I was like, fuck, I, no, no. Why? I don't I'm not here for this. And the game goes, we know that. And that's OK. <laughs> So if you press this button, yeah. you can just say, give me the best build for defense, offense, vitality, and magic offense. And I'm like, and you guys will just, you'll just do it for me? And the game's like, yeah. We'll auto-equip everything. Interesting. You just have to tell us what kind of a build you want. You want a defense build? You want an offense build? You want a magic build? You want a vitality build? Yes swaps all the stats around and i'm yep. like oh so all i in. love that because I a love lot it. of a lot of times in games where gear is involved and where you get into that min maxing area you're just googling what somebody else told you to do mm -hmm. so like why not just make it a almost like a tutorial mode where it's like, listen, if you're not into this and you don't care about the stats and doing cool things and like the way these abilities interact, this is how you're going to do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. I think it, it does in my opinion and the way that I like to do gear cheapen hundred percent because you could just, you could have just said, I want to be strength Kratos and picked strength Kratos. And that's exactly what you gear. could do. That's exactly what you do. And yeah, it so auto-swaps the gear. But yeah. the reason it does that is because not every fight, and this is where I want to touch on combat here, I'm not going to fucking sit here and be like, this is the Dark Souls of... Yeah. It is a lot... God of War 2018 was the halfway point, in my opinion, between old-style God of War, where it's just button-mashy combo hack-and-slash, and a more thought-provoking type of combat system where it's like, oh, I actually do have to use this shield. Oh, I, ha I have to dodge. Oh, I have, to, I have to parry. Yeah, the shield, you have, it's a shield. So your three weapons, you have a shield, an axe, and the blades. Interesting. Where in this game, though, it's like, no, no. You have a lock-on system. You have the shield. Some attack, like, you're gonna get tossed around if you don't, like, you're gonna, almost how, like, a Souls game says, no, you're gonna play this how we want you to play this. Yeah, like, this fight happens like this. Correct. Yeah. Which I like, but it, you need to almost have either never been in that progression loop, you need to have either played all the God of Wars up till now to understand the ramp up, or this is your first God of War. You know what I mean? Like, if you've played some and then not others, I understand how it can feel a little disjointed. Yeah. Combat is crunchy. It's satisfying. The axe, the it, it, nothing else feels better than this, right? <laughs> Last story beat I'll touch on here. And this ties back to my first one where I'm like, this is, this is Last of Us. They do the bait and switch. Where five hours into the game, you start playing as the kid. Love it. And God of War has that thing where it's a one-shot, no-cut camera. So, like, it's a scene where, like, the kid is, like, looking over the window and spying on Kratos. And then he moves down, and it's behind that shoulder, and nothing happens. And it takes you a second to go, 
Oh, I'm, I'm playing as him now. That's hilarious. I, I love don't it. love it. I really? don't. I don't love it because it, it. Is it playing as the kid or is it not being Kratos? Both. Oh shit. So in <laughs> so hold on. So in Last of Us, the first uh, Last of Us Part One. Spoiler alert for a ten-year-old game. You play the first two thirds of the game as Joel, right? You play Winter. Uh, you know you play. Fall, no, you play spring, summer as Joel, and then the winter segment. At the end of the summer segment, this is 15, 16 hours into the game. Like, you're, you're deep in there. There's a scene where Joel is fighting a guy, and he falls off a balcony, and he has, like, a, a steel rebar go through him, and the game just cuts black. And in that game, the very next scene is you're playing as Ellie. And you're like, I remember the first time playing that. I was like, oh, fuck, that's brilliant. They killed off the main character two thirds through the game. So he doesn't die in the first game. But you do play that little section as her. And that was kind of like, oh, you're like, eh, you're playing as her now. Which in the second game, you're playing entirely as her. That's what I kind of, where it's like, oh, I, I know this trick. This is cool. I, I, I have seen it, though. Like, I get, I get what you're trying to do here, and I get it. I'm probably going to die, and then, like, I get it, right? Yeah. So, a little flat there. But. Would you, would you be okay with playing him, playing as the kid for, like, a trilogy after this? <sighs> Ask me when I platinum it. Because, again, this is not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is the game of the year or whatever. It's complex. It's emotional. It's, it's everything I wanted it to be so far. The surprises are just that, surprises. I'm not going to sit here and say they're good or bad yet. Yep. But... This is, and this is not a dunk, but just as a comparison point to, we talked about Gotham Knights last week, right? <laughs> and I'll actually, I'll actually timestamp this here because this has nothing to do with the story or anything like that. So welcome back to the spoiler-free section of the God of War discussion. Matt, on PS5, this game runs at 120 frames a second it also runs it also runs at 4k with ray tracing it also runs at 4k 60 dynamic resolution right like this is what happens when you have a continuous pipeline top to bottom and i talk about this with apple all the time where you own the hardware you make the software the people who are in between live and breathe both those things and that's how you don't end up like gotham knights with 30 frames a second barely i think there's plenty of other reasons why we ended up with gotham knights but but you understand and, my point yes the question does is god of war ragnarok out on ps4 it is but not at the same spec so you have Still, a prof- that's awesome that they like put that much effort into the new gen one because what we're seeing now is if and specifically with Gotham Knights because you already brought it up said that they're not going on the Xbox One and the PS4 so that they could give you a next gen experience yeah, and yeah. then deliver thirty frames per second. Yeah, okay. God of War like spit in their mouth and said, "Listen, we could do both." And it's still better. Like our than PS4 anything version you're gonna, and is anything you're going to put out. Yeah. So God um, of Nights, flop. God of War, over. All right. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Matt, let's get into some uh, financial context or industry trends, my good man. Boom. So what we're going to see in this, and it is the only GameIndustries.biz article we got today. I know. I know. Crazy. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 UK launch sales are up 92% over Call of Duty Vanguard and the UK monthly charts of all other video game financial information is also in. So um, highlights of this article is Modern Warfare 2 
is proving that the Modern Warfare franchise of Call of Duty sells absolute units. This is the moneymaker. This is the moneymaker. Why are they making the other ones? In, Get- like, in all honesty, who was asking for Vanguard? Nobody. If it was, it was ago, a tormented development cycle. Like, if... If a year ago they had said, listen, we're going to give you Modern Warfare 2 again. Three years out of the previous release of Modern Warfare 2 or whatever the five-year span is, everyone would have liked that better than Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Just Well, look, to yeah. Vanguard's defense, the one thing that Call of Duty Vanguard did amazingly that I noticed isn't in uh, Modern Warfare 2, and I miss, is you'll remember when we discussed this a year ago, Call of Duty Vanguard had this really cool... uh, It was almost like how when you're playing Smash Brothers, you can choose, like, every stage is the uh, final destination. Yep. Yeah. So you could choose. Do you want the map to be tactical? Do you want the map to be blitz-focused? Do you want, like... Mm. And I was like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and I miss cool. that, um, especially since that goddamn highway map is so bad. Yeah. But yes, I agree with you that name recognition holds a lot, right? There's there's a reason why there's a reason why the minute Call of Duty was like, "Hey kids, you like Kevin Spacey? Because we got him in Call of Duty." Yep. Hey kids, you like space? E. No, not that. We're taking Call of Duty to... It's a spacey It's Call of Duty in space. Yep. So Halo. Yeah, that one didn't do well. That one didn't yeah. do well. And you Sorry, see... Sorry, did Halo. You see every, all these people on the internet now like, Oh, Advanced Warfare. Bring back Advanced Warfare. I think... Th- scrap the World War II thing. I think your vertical should be Future Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. I agree. I think Advanced Warfare was the last one that I played, and I remember playing it and thinking to myself, I understand that this isn't what Call of Duty is. It's still fun. Like, this is still a good way to play a shooter. Like, it's okay that Call of Duty took a leap forward. I'd much rather play and have a jump pack, like a um, a jump. What am I? What am I trying to say? Jetpack. A jetpack. <sighs> Power slide. <laughs> so much rather have a jetpack than a single fire nineteen or eighteen hundreds musket. Like I if would, we're going, I would I, drone strike me now. If we have why? to talk about fucking power sliding on this episode, nobody's saying nobody's saying power sliding. Although the people in the Discord are asking for me to discuss power sliding, specifically if God of War Ragnarok needs it or not. But as we bring it back to the article, focusing on the financial implications of these trends are you good are you having a stroke today <laughs> no no implications <laughs> relax <laughs> the ps5 narrowly holds off the xbox series x and s in the uk which how on earth do they have a software shortage and they're still outselling us well it's because they have a hardware shortage Whatever. You know what I meant. Matt, How- yeah, we, we, what? Listen, take a breath. We're both here. I see. I Look, I know secretly you're mad you didn't win Sexiest Man Alive either. I see, I see it bubbling <laughs> underneath you. Okay? We're back. We've collected okay. ourselves. So, how on earth are PS5s still outselling the Series X and the Series S, which have been on shelves readily available Four months. Because no one wants to play on a fucking For absolute fuck's sake, no Microsoft. Wants. They would rather not even play anything. Than- they can't even buy them. And I understand that Xbox faced its own shortages. Nowhere near as severe as what we were getting from Sony. And we were doing so well. And if you remember, correct and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm misquoting this. Didn't the PS5 just have a price increase in the UK? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the place where your system is now effectively 10% cheaper than a PlayStation. 
and they can't get them on shelves. Hmm? Yep. You're Correct. still taking an L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Microsoft, Phil Spencer, whoever designed the Series X, the look of it. Bad design. We, Bad I, design. Let me tell you terrible. something. As, as much as I didn't like the box at first, it's grown on me. And the Series S might be my favorite design of any Xbox console. Here is the most odd little paragraph snippet from this article here and it says the success is all down to call of duty modern warfare 2 the activision blizzard shooter was released was an october release this year whereas last year's title call of duty vanguard launched in november Mm -hmm. that's that's what they're chalking this up to um i have i'm trying to think of a way that because it was early in November it came out, right? Yeah. Every Call of Duty release date. I want to see how many of these, uh, all Call of Duty games release in order. 2000, okay, so the first Call of Duty, 2003, October 29th. Call of Duty 2, October 25th. Call of Duty 3, November 7th. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, you know. That one. You know. <laughs> November 6th, World at War, November 11th, Modern Warfare 2, November 10th, Black Ops, November 9th, Modern Warfare 3, November 8th, Black Ops 2, November 12th, Call of Duty Ghost, November 5th, uh, Advanced Warfare, November 3rd, Black Ops 3, November 6th, Infinite Warfare, November 4th, World War 2, November 3rd, uh we get it we get it we get it we get it i can't hear you say another date i really can't but like it they they've all been either the last week of october or the first week of november just like this one was yeah so, so how what is what is the corollary there that means that is the most that is can i see can you see how many characters this is this is probably what like 70 80 characters just wasted <laughs> in a fucking article this makes no like When when did the call when did the most recent Call of Duty come out? Was it the this one Call of Duty or Vanguard? Yeah. Last year no, no, Vanguard no, 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 was no, no, no the one that released a week and a half ago, October twenty eighth. The... Yeah, yeah, it was October. So if 28th. anything, so if anything, Modern Warfare two is the outlier. Yes. 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 Um, but what I wanted to point at with that October twenty eighth release date. If we scroll down later in the article, we go to the UK's October's top 20 video games. Yeah, it was out for three days, and it's the number one game in October. (laughs) It was out for three days. And it was the number one video game that month. Mm -hmm. And do you want to guess what will most likely be the number one video game of November? It's probably still going to be Call of Duty. Yeah. It's going to get both months. God of War might. No, no, there's no way that God of War even comes close just because of Call of Duty is so adopted on so many platforms. You can't. You can't so this, this this is from Monday. We're recording this on Thursday. Call of Duty released last two week, uh, last week. Call of Duty okay. Modern Warfare 2 has shattered all previous sales records. This is from Forbes. Is this Tassie? No, Eric Eric Kane. Uh, now in just 10 days in 10 days it's raced past a billion yeah Yeah. i think it was 10 it was a billion before the weekend was over yeah it was uh it it had shattered every single milestone for anything you could ever want a game to do call of duty did it on launch day like imagine if their servers shut down how how much do i have to beat this drum it's Call of Duty. Just like the political thing that it's the economy, stupid. It's Call of Duty, stupid. What did you <laughs> think it was going to do? Apparently not. Well. But as we take it off Call of Duty, we take it out of the UK console war that Microsoft is somehow still losing. We transition to a more lighthearted article. 
Now, this is by VGC Video Game Chronicles. Big fan over here at Play Economics at VGC. Andy Robinson brings us Animal Crossing New Horizon is now Japan's best selling game of all time. I want no to shocker. bring this up. I mean, that is a shocker only because Pokemon also exists. Yes. And red, blue, and technically green are second right now. Bare, obviously barely. But the reason I want to bring this up is because Animal Crossing was such a phenomenon for like three, four months. And then silently continued to do very well. I really thought the way that we were going to see Animal Crossing was it was going to be a complete culture thing right at the beginning of COVID. Four months solid gameplay. Something else came out. Everyone got bored of Animal Crossing. But it has continued to grow and continued to be a mainstay for the Switch. And I love to see that specifically for Animal Crossing because I feel like the one for the DS fell off completely. Because look, if you're, if you're a parent and you got a little kid... What are the, what are the what are the two things you're buying? You get him a Switch. What do you get him? You get him Mario, and you get him Animal Crossing because they'll be playing that forever. Do you want to know what I, what else I think really 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 helped Animal Crossing in particular is the amount of women that play Animal Crossing. Yeah, look, Animal Crossing was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. When yep. it came out. Animal Crossing spread almost as fast as COVID did. Yeah, it was kind of like... Uh, it reminded me a lot like of Pokemon Go. Yes. Yeah, that's it was, right, on the, right on the money. Like, you were playing it. Your girlfriend's playing it. Your girlfriend's mom's playing it. My girlfriend's playing it. My wife's playing it. Everybody's yeah. playing it. The mistress also playing it. Somehow they all have a house together. together. It's very weird, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very weird. But I just wanted to like bring the attention that while the games that we enjoy, because I, I liked Animal Crossing for like a month and then I got bored of it. I couldn't do it anymore. And it just, it's nice to see that even video games that I can't personally get into still do very well because it means that the video game world is expanding and we're getting new people into video games and we're continuing to grow the video game economy. Do you have a, a um, number on units sold by chance? Uh, I, I do. I do. Let me just make it bigger. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying not to look directly in the camera while I'm reading this tweet. Uh, Why would you need to turn to stone? No, it's just very small. I just don't want to get up in the... Uh... Oh, it doesn't have units sold. It has sales. So what's that total number? Uh... 10,450,000. It's got to be more. It's got to be more. It's got to be uh, more. No way. This is, this is what it's saying on this list. Animal. It's on the, like, it's linked in the article. Listen, if it's the best-selling game of all time, it's not one-third of God of War. That's impossible. In, it, I'm telling you right now. Animal Crossing New Horizon total sales. I just... Yeah. 39.38 million units. <laughs> and this is coming from Statista. So 39 yeah. million. 39 what a million uh, times 50. 1 billion 950 million. What on earth is this article citing then? Like it straight up says system title sales numbers i mean i'm i'm, so, I'm no, look no, no, no. statista I, I might exactly be completely I wrong what, i no, no no i know what exactly what it is it's the best-selling game in japan these are japan numbers so 10 million four hundred and fifty thousand in japan sold that's where we get the about a fourth of the um units sold where i uh, see okay yeah so that that is accounting for the mix the miss I blame the schools. It's kids today. Um, yeah, I mean, pff, Animal Crossing is a fiscal phenomenon. It's not not a hard uh, not a hard thing to wrap your head around. People love catching those tarantulas. Very. 
I I loved it for about a week and a half. All right, so as we transition to this next article, it's not opening, and it really wasn't that interesting anyway, so we are going to get rid of it. Wait, let me see. I got it. I opened it. I opened it. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, oh, because the CNBC Pro yeah, article. Yeah it, yeah, it opened. Yeah, we're getting rid of it. Sorry, CNBC. Hold on. No. Uh, I Wait, can I, can I tell the people how I lied? Yeah. Uh, I have another GameIndustries.biz article in here. I saw it in there. Wait a <laughs> It's uh, yeah. it's by Brandon Sinclair. I'm gonna move on to this article. You Waiting could... for you to step on that rake. Yeah, whatever. Thanks, thanks a lot for uh, pointing that out and letting me. Uh... What'd you want me to do? What'd you want me to do? Hmm? Tell me. Just be like, no, no, no. I think you got another one. Not saying anything. But in this game industries.biz article, Meta is laying off eleven thousand of their workforce. CEO Mark Zuckerberg tells staff that he expected the 2020 to 2021 boost to be a permanent acceleration that would continue even after the pandemic. I can't believe that. I really, really cannot believe anyone that thought major... Like, there was obviously going to be shakeup in the industry, but to think that something that benefited so much from the work from home and from the stay at home lifestyle that we dealt with through most of COVID to think that there wasn't going to be a negative effect when that came, when that went away. I, I don't think Zuck misses that. Um, can I devil's advocacy this? Yeah. Hit me. This could have been a reality that we lived in. Had they stopped printing money? Listen, it's uh, 2020, January 2021, new administration comes in. All they had to do was say, guys, you're all ready to go back to work. People need shit. Back to normal. Instead, they said, guys, here's two more rounds of free money. Okay. All right. Uh, gas prices will be going up. And um, might be in a recession. All they had to do was nothing, and this could have continued because if people had gone back to work, whether that was on a hybrid schedule, whether if, if life had just gone back to normal when we all unanimously agreed that we could have, yep. and this is not a controversial thing to say. Now, now we agree. Right? Uh, yeah. Fate, the, we would be in – we would not be in the situation we were in, right? The, the situation we're in is – point blank because there was too much money fire hosed into the economy and had that not happened companies like meta companies like microsoft would have sustained that upward trajectory instead eleven thousand people thanks phil yeah 13 percent. 11 like hold on i just need to see something else Max. What could you possibly? I'm gonna do the Jeopardy music. So, so hold on, so hold on. So uh, there is a a like B tier stadium on Long Island. It's where the Long Island Islanders, the hockey team, used to play. I've or... seen the Islanders. Okay, I I, I, I think the they might was be fine. back there. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, it was a new one. It was. It's called one. Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. Holds fourteen thousand five hundred people. You almost filled up an entire coliseum with people who are now out of a job. Yep. In a struggling economy. Yeah. I find it interesting, though, that the Reality Lab's AR VR division pursuing Meta's Metaverse vision has posted cumulative operating losses of more than $30 billion since 2019. That's a lot. How does that happen? How how long do you think they could have kept thirteen thousand people employed with a billion with thirty billion dollars? Uh, I think maybe you don't listen. It was a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Facebook is toxic. Let's change the name. It's Meta. Let's flood this division with money. It's not working. Too bad. <laughs> we're in. We're here now. 
You think? Do you really think? Because like his obviously the way Meta is going is they're going to building the metaverse. Do you really think he would sink Meta for like to make sure that his AR VR product works? I think he thinks he's a Microsoft, and he's not. Ad rev. Facebook is bleeding ad rev. Apple took them by the knees when they installed their new privacy measures, like their their ad their ad tracking measures. You you see big ad ad spend down in a huge way on Facebook. That's why if you run any type of social media agency, you're actually kind of going back to Facebook because the organic push right now is is there because there's less money in the system, right? Yep. It's a supply and demand type thing. Um, I. Zuckerberg will win one way or another before he runs out of money. However, he certainly can't play the game as long as a company like Microsoft. Does that make sense? Yeah, so he can't he can afford to fail, but he can't afford to fail as much as Microsoft could afford to fail. He can't afford to fail for as long as Microsoft yeah, yeah. would. Yeah. Are thirty billion since twenty nineteen? That's a yeah. fucking obscene number. And like, I guess for me, it does. The AR VR just it doesn't seem like it's going to be the investment for a good amount of time. Where I don't think you need to sink that type of money to eventually be a big player in that avenue. So. I'm inclined to agree with you in the sense that I'm always preaching that it's better to own the shovel than to find the diamond kind of thing, right? Because you get a lot of people who, a lot of people buy shovels, but only one person buys it, finds the diamond kind of thing. How do I put this? I think the most valuable job skill in the next 10 years will be the ability to manipulate and narrate AR, VR, and machine learning. I don't think this will, like, so I, as a video editor, right? I saw this video that Meta put out where it's like text to video, where you just type in drone shot, cinematic, gritty music, style of Michael Bay, and it'll generate it for you. Fuck. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. As soon as you hopped onto the like machine learning piece of it, but it's, it's you also you have to have somebody who is good at narrating, because you can talk at the wall for hours, and eventually the computer will give you something you want. But you, being able to eloquently speak and narrate and translate brand vision is going to be the most valuable skill in the next 10 years where it's like brand X comes to me and they say, Hey, Bobby, we, we want a commercial. This is what we want it. We kind of want it like this, that, and the other thing, right? I speak editor. I speak production. I know enough that if this guy goes and tries to fiddle around with this, he'll get it maybe, right? Like he'll get something more impressive than he could ever make on his own. But if I go in there and I say, I want a dolly shot with cinematic lighting. Uh, I need a three lighting setup. I want it uh, in ProRes. I want it colored like this. I've, I, I've, now I have the power because I know how to speak to the machine. That applies to machine learning. It applies to AR. It applies to VR. And I think that is the play here for Zuckerberg, for anybody dabbling in this kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's even more so the play for meta and mark zuckerberg because they're also in the social media industry where like this will immediately be applicable to their service like the metaverse drastically benefits companies like meta because they have something immediately intangible to offer in the metaverse yep. something hot in high high demand right hot now. and sticky metaverse but as we talk about the metaverse, we're going to get to the most serious topic 
we've ever had on play economics. This topic it involves a death. It does. Potential death, actually. And this article comes to us by Business Insider. The Oculus founder, who was, f- who was later fired by Facebook, created a VR headset that could kill people in real life if they die in the game. And, Bobby, I want to get your take on this and what you think, why this... What why. do I think? Yeah. Sign me up, chief! <laughs> Jesus Christ, finally, finally, do me the favor. I am waiting for the YouTube algorithm to post me a video that says, user beats Elden Ring with death VR headset. That's it, that's it. Belania, one shot, death headset. Sign me up, is it pre-orders now? Jesus, this sounds like exactly the type of product I need in my life. So the story behind it is the dude made it as a art piece to remind himself that games should be worth living for and some blah, blah, blah artist crap. However, it's just a piece of decor that will be in his room. However, nobody has tried it yet. And it does work. Like if you were to boot that up, play a video game and die, it would explode and kill you. But... No one's used it because no one wants to risk that for obvious reasons. Imagine you miss the like the power button on the side to shut it off right before you die, and instead you hit like the minus button. Delete me. Yeah. Uh, oh yes. This is the type. This is like super villain money, like where you have so much money, you just end up doing dumb shit like this. Yeah. And it's also to get somebody that was. Uh, I think this was kind of a look what I used to do with the Meta's Oculus kind of conversation. Like, why yeah, is this? this? This is a cute article. I'll allow it. But I do want to, as we round out our episode here with some viewer questions. You ready for yes. some viewer questions, Matt? I'm so ready. Now, Matt, you might be thinking to yourself, Bobby, I'm a viewer. How do I submit a question? Well... Boys and girls, frogs and squirrels, there's a QR code on your screen. If you scan that QR code, you yourself can join the rest of the Play Economists in the Discord, where each and every week we put up a thread about what we're going to be talking about. Solicit you for your sweet questions, comments, concerns, complaints, thoughts, ideas, ramblings, and other general incoherencies. And boy, do you deliver. We've got some questions here that, uh, again, the CPA... Uh, but. Let, do we want to go CPA? No, nah, let's go with Pete. Because Pete's got you in his crosshairs. Pete oh, writes, no. Bobby, I'm sorry for your loss. Get him next time, champ. Fuck People magazine. And also, when is Matt finally going to play Dark Souls 3? And I think you owe Pete, the viewers, God, and myself an explanation. I would like to note that I've explained this. You have, but I want I'm, I'm I want it again. I'm I'm not even saying to the play economist play economist in general. I've explained this to Pete multiple times why I will not really go into the Dark Souls world even after enjoying Elden Ring so much because I didn't like Dark Souls because I was throwing my face at a wall over and over and over again. And there was nothing else for me to do. It was just either grind or face smash the boss until I beat it. Or get good. Impossible. (laughs) Impossible. There's going to be people who have beaten Dark Souls 3. Have not power slid. Cannot beat it. (laughs) However, Elden Ring offered the experience of when something was frustrating, when something was too above my skill level and I should just out level it and so I could be able to compete with everybody. I was able to do that in a plethora of different ways. I was able to grind mobs right outside just like in Dark Souls 3. Or I could go to a completely different part of the map, potentially still progress the story forward and find a bunch of side things that aren't I didn't find when I played my Dark Souls 3 run. And 
rebuttal. There's no, no rebuttal. I mean, listen, and I if I could beat Dark Souls three, you could beat Dark Souls three. I'm not saying I. Can't. You probably can't beat Bloodborne though. Stop. You know just, why I can't. I, you know why I can't beat it? I can't beat it because it was on an inferior product, and literally the frame rates would kill me. Yeah, That's no, don't go, don't it. don't go back to Bloodborne <laughs> after playing Elden Ring. It is rough frame rate yeah. wise. Still a masterpiece. Yeah. Um. That's all you got. That's all you got for. That's all you got for Pete. Pete's out here yeah. laying his life on the line. I don't know what Pete does for a living, but I'm assuming <laughs> he's a special forces operator. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, he is. That's exactly. <laughs> Pete's a seal. Okay. Pete is a Navy seal. Um, speaking of people who are Navy seals, the CPA, the seal PA. Oh, I see what you did. There. Really stretched that one. He asked last week, and I told him I'd give him an answer this week on uh, some Black Friday deals to keep an eye out for. And my first one's going to be a cop out. So. Buckle up. The Black Friday deal that I have for you is a PlayStation 5. Literally anywhere that you can find one, buy one. And now I'm not saying on eBay for my scalper. Bro, I have seen them at Target. You've been to my Target. They are in the wild. They're in the wild. That's my Black Friday deal to you. If you can, you've been waiting, you're literally out of excuses. Buy a PS5. Not everyone has released their Black Friday stuff, so we're going to save it till next week to really discuss the uh, Black Friday and any super, super cool deals we see, but probably still not going to discuss it. Sorry, CPA. And wow, then there was doing it to him like that, my huh? Fault, my fault. My fault, CPA. I think there was one more question. Oh, no. It was just a very, very astute, very smart comment by Thick Grape mentioning that the best game ever is actually world of warcraft and, and with, with, and that, with that blocked immediately and... blocked immediately <laughs> kicked out of the discord um it's listen you could you there's some heinous shit in the discord that will yes. not get you banned we're 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 big on free speech here yeah but you but you even type out the letters before you hit that second w ban Banned. Regardless. We already gave you our pitch. Like, subscribe, follow us on all social medias. We're there. Remember, be real and happy gaming. People Magazine. And you, you, you took it all from me. You took it all from me. You took it all from me. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs>